Jesus. One more thing. We honor the written word of God right now because the word of God is it's alive and it's powerful and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. You can build your house on Graduations next week. You, you make it a firm foundation when you build it on the word of God. When you build on something else, some other theory, you're building on sinking sand. And it's not where your house will not stand. But when you build it on the word of God, hallelujah, you're going to stand the rest of the storm. But the storms are coming, amen? They are coming for all of us. And uh, it's, it's, it's no problem. You know, we're going to have storms, but we don't go through them by ourselves. Come on now. God is with us through everyone. So say, so say the spirit of the Lord is upon me. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Manifested glory of this year. We talked about how living, we live according. 
Amen? How do we know our faults are not his faults and his ways are not our ways? His are higher than the heavens. So we have to align ourselves with his purpose for our lives. Amen? Rather than doing our own thing. And so then we talked about purpose and now we're going into living by faith. This is our third sermon on living by faith. So let's jump into it. You ready? Number one, let's look at living by faith. Number one, God has called us to walk by faith. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. See, many of us are walking by sight rather than walking by faith. You know, uh, like, like we said for Nick last week, you know what? No matter what report they bring for Nick, we already have a good report. Amen. We know what the, what the word of the Lord says. Amen. That by the stripes, we were healed. It's already a done deal. So we, we don't, we're not waiting to get a good report. We already have one. Amen? So we walk by faith, not by sight. So we're gonna, God wants us to live at another level in life where the supernatural is a normal part of our lives. Yeah, that's The supernatural right. is just normal. We don't get freaked out over it because it should just be normal. Mm-hmm. You know, um, last week Linda shared the testimony about how um, when I preached about, you know, speaking to things and start talking to things in your life. Because that's what Jesus did. Jesus talked to a tree, and the next day it was withered up. He talked to a little girl who was dead and told her to get up. He spoke to a storm and said, calm down. Peace, be still. And there was a great calm. So, you know, I challenged you to start talking to things. She went out and talked to a car where the blinkers wouldn't work, and neither would the brake lights. And in the middle of the night, they just turned on and started working. Amen. That's the supernatural power of God. And we, we should live in that. Amen. Yeah. Because that's who we are. We're children of God. When God got ready to change things, what did he do? He started talking to him when it was dark. He didn't say, sure, it's dark in here. He looked in and said, let there be light. Amen. And that's what we do. We look into our situation and we change it around by what we say. We start talking to it. Amen. So that's a normal part of our lives. The supernatural is a normal part of our lives. So to believe and demonstrate the power of God. Faith is the assurance, the belief, trust. Faith is the supernatural power of God made available to me so that I can transform transform conditions, circumstances, and situations based on the will of God. So if we're going to change things based on the will of God, we have to know what the will of God is, right? So that's why I challenge you, you need to listen to at least two hours of the word a day. If you want to live in this kind of faith, you've got to be saturated because faith comes. Okay. 
bring to glory. And we're constantly going to new levels of Him in life, new levels of faith, new levels of knowing Him. Amen? And then as we do that, we begin to reflect His glory. Yes. So we don't glorify God. We reflect His glory. The more we look at Him in the Word, we're transformed into His very own image, the Bible says. Hallelujah. So when people look at you, they see Jesus. Come on. Amen. But, he, but we don't just get to this level and stay there. As long as you're living, you ought to be stretching and increasing. Yeah. Don't ever to place where you say you know it all because you don't know it all. Amen. You can always be stretched to another. Have you translated yet? Come on. That's in the Word of God. People translate it. You ain't translated yet. You better come on and keep coping. Have you raised it yet? Have you healed the sick? Have you seen miraculous? Come on now. Yes. Not low women just trying to get by. Just I'm just depending on his grace. Thank you, God, for your grace. But he's called us to do some works in the earth. Amen. Yes. You didn't choose him, but he chose you and appointed you and anointed you to go and to bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. Come on. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? You didn't get it? Don't get sick. You're just a hog. 
giant who's nine feet tall with a spear, a jackal, a, a shield, and a sword. Come on, he, man. He the stats don't look too good. If we were all taking bets, we would not bet on David, would we? But David goes up against the lion because he knew some things. Because he knew the Lord. He knew in whom he had believed. He knew what he had done in his past. He knew that God was able to do it again. Amen. Hallelujah. And so, um, even from a, a natural standpoint, David was outmatched. Even Saul. Listen, in your, in your life of faith, people are going to try to remind you about why you can't do it. Other people might tell you, people like you, 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 look at who you are. There's no way you can do it. Listen, Saul tried to do the same thing to David. First Samuel 17, 33, and Saul said to David, you're not able to go against this Philistine to fight him. For you're a youth and a man of war, and, and for you're a youth, and he's a man of war from his youth. So in other words, you don't look like much of a fighter, but this guy's been fighting since he was a little kid. But see, David knew who he was. And when he saw them, and he saw the lion down in the midst, like, who is this uncircumcised Philistine thinking he is? Because David knew who he was. Mm-hmm. He knew who he was in God. He knew what he was able to do. He knew what it was like to feel the strength of God to come upon him and to, to take a, a lion by the beard or take a, a bear by the beard and catch it and deliver a, a, the lamb out of its mouth. He knew what it was like to get strength on his body to do something that wasn't normal. Because yeah. yeah. he was handpicked by God. To go against this giant for God to get some glory. Amen. It was all about God getting his glory. So one of the first things he did, A, was rehearse your past victories. When Saul told him, you can't, you can't do this. You, 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 you're just a you. But David rehearsed his past, his past victories. He said, the lion and the bear, he said, I, I went up against both of them. And the same God who delivered me from the fall of the lion and from the bear is going to deliver me from this giant. So don't forget what God has done in your life. Don't forget. Kenta, can I talk about you? Yeah. Kenta got laid off from his job. And he's just like a couple months getting ready to get married. This is the worst possible time a fellow could use to lose his job. So he's you know, doing it, going through all the steps he's supposed to do. He understands that his eight-hour-a-day job until you find a job is to get a job. Amen. He's still looking for one. That's your eight-hour-a-day job. So he knows that's what he's doing. He's up and he's on his, his business and, and doing all of that. So, um, you know, how many of you know it can be a little bit discouraging when you put in a hundred applications and you don't hear anything back? Mm-hmm. But see, we're not moved by that. Because we know what God has promised us. He promised that, that he's got to bless your vine. That your vine will not fail to bear fruit for you in the field. So God, you've got to give me a vine. So, so the, any reason that he would be held up to get the job would be because God's moving and arranging some things to make it a better job for him, right? With better pay, better benefits, and better than anything he's ever had before. Because I know he's not releasing his faith to just get anything. And so this morning he called me and I said, son, let me tell you, there's power from another world working on your behalf. I said, I just need for you to turn your head and look at that gorgeous girl sitting next to you. The same God 
next level. B, remember that we have help from another world. You have help from another world. You know, we, we're here in this, in, this, in this realm, but there's a realm all around us that we can't see, where there are angels working on our behalf. And when you give voice to the word, when I talked to you last week about getting your faith confession right, when you speak God's word, angels are at your command. They go to work. They answer. They, they, they move at the, at the voice of the word. When you speak the word, angels move and, and start to work on your behalf. Amen. So you get help from another world. Remember, you have to remember that so you have rehearsed your past victories and remember that we have help from another world. First Samuel 17, 45, then David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. I come to you with help from another world. <laughs> the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied, this day the Lord will deliver you into my hand. Then you go on down, I'm going to cut your head off. And they'll feed your body and all of all the Philistines, all the rest of their bodies, feed all their carcasses to the bird of the air and the wild beast of the field. He talks so bad to him. You know, you need to talk bad to the devil. Come on. You need to tell him exactly what's fixing to happen. You need to just get so cocky, work on your strut, and get right into the devil. Say, let me tell you what's fixing to happen. I'm going to get that job. I'm going to be blessed. Me, me and my wife going to have children. Take them to Nick and Mimi's house. Come on. Uh, 
Come on. Amen, amen, amen. In other words, the fight is fixed. You're going to win. Yeah. But how do you 
Come on. that day. 
against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Amen. So we know that we're, that we're doing spiritual warfare during this 35 days, right? 1 John 4, 4 says, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. I want you to pray from a position knowing that you're seated with Christ in the heavenly places, far above principalities and powers, and greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Hallelujah. Oh my God, I'm going to the truth and I can leap over and fall. Glory to God. Number two, fasting intensifies prayer and makes us more sensitive to the Spirit of God. So when you fast, it intensifies prayer. It intensifies your prayer and it makes us more sensitive to the Spirit of God. Now look at um, Matthew 6, 16 through 18. Because I don't want you to be like the hypocrites where you try to let everybody know that you're fasting so you appear to be so spiritual. That is not what we're doing. You keep it a secret. You don't tell other people that you're fasting. If you tell other people and they say, oh my gosh, he's so spiritual. You have your reward. But if you keep it a secret, it's between you and God. That's where the power is at. Amen. Matthew 6, 16 through 18. Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance, for they just don't go around looking hungry. For they disfigure their faces, that may appear to men to be fasting. And surely I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face. Put some makeup on. Make sure you look cute. So that you don't appear to men to be fasting. But to your Father who's in the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Amen. You'll be able to hear some things from God that will unlock the next level. That will unlock, you know, uh, the next revelation that you need to be, um, you know, more of a, of a blessing to other people. Amen. There's so much that's available in these next 35 days as we release our faith for God. To, to really just pour into us wisdom and knowledge and the gifts of the Spirit. Amen. I'm ready to go to another level. How y'all? All right, number three, some breakthroughs only come through prayer and fasting. There's some stuff that you, you this is the only way to get it done. Just prayer alone won't cut it. you got to have seasons and times. And we do this two, three times a year. But we just fast and pray and really seek God at another level. So, so some breakthroughs only come through prayer, prayer and fasting. Matthew 17, 20 21, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you'll say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. And nothing will be impossible for you. However... This time does not go out except by prayer and fasting. You know, when I think about Esther, Esther asked the people of God to fast and pray for her for three days. Don't eat or drink for three days. I just need y'all to fast for three days because a royal decree had been signed for the Jewish people, all the Jewish people to be killed. In, 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 that, that was in, in modern day Iran. All the Jewish people to be killed. And so, her uncle comes to her and says, because she's an orphan who's been made queen, don't think that you'll escape because you're there. If you if you don't if you don't help Israel right now, you're gonna perish with us, but God will raise up help from somewhere else. And so Esther got herself in gear. She realized what was on the line. And she said, Y'all fast and pray for me for three days and for three nights, because it was death to go before the king if you had not been called. And so she said, I'll go before the king, and if I die, I die. She put it all out there. You know, too many times I don't think we're willing to put it all out there. Jesus made himself of no reputation. We have to decide, I'm going to live for God, so I'm going to make myself of no reputation. Hallelujah. I just put it 
not obey. My maid and I will fast likewise, and so I'll go to the king. And if I die, I die. If I perish, I perish. And she went before the king, and we know she didn't go just looking any kind of way. She put on a royal robe. She was looking fine. And went and just stood in the courtyard. And he called for her. Amen. Then she used wisdom about waiting for the right time to talk to him and tell him what, what, she, what she wanted. Amen. But in the end, the Jewish people were saved because they fasted and they prayed. Amen. What are we going to say? What are we going to do? What are we going to cause to happen? Because for the next 35 days, we're going to fast and pray and use our faith. Amen. To, to break some strongholds. For, for people to be delivered. Amen. People who are sick to be healed. For things to change. Amen. For God's will to come to pass. Hallelujah. Well, Father, we thank you for your word. How it's been sown in our hearts. Lord, we're, we're excited to believe you at another level. And to release our faith knowing that God, you're, you're releasing power from another world. To work in our behalf. Angels are coming up and down that ladder that, that uh, Jacob saw. Father God, how David heard the sound of marching in the treetops. Father, we just thank you. We know that we are not alone. That if our eyes were opened at this moment, we would see angels all around about us. We know we're standing on holy ground. This is a place where your presence is, where your name is. You said we're two or three are gathered together in my name. There I am in the midst of them. So we know that your very presence is here. And if we could see, we would see that there are angels all around us. There to do your word at our command. So Father, we pray today that you would give us revelation on this word. That we'll speak your word rather than what we see, we feel, we hear, we taste. We'll speak your word. Declare your word over our lives and over situations. God, if we're going to seek help from another world, begin to move and change things around. We know that you're already moving things around for us, but we've already gotten in faith, Father God. We know that things are moving and changing. Thank you, Father. We receive it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Something's moving. Something's changing. Seek his glory like heaven on earth. Something's moving. Something's changing. See his glory like heaven on earth. Ooh, something's moving. Say, something's changing. See his glory, heaven on earth. Say, because something's moving. Something's changing. See his glory. Feels like heaven on earth. Something's moving. Something's changing. See his glory. Feels like heaven on earth. Say it again. Something's moving. Something's changing. See his glory. Feels like heaven on earth. Father, we thank you that you're moving things. You're changing things on our behalf right now. Thank you for it. We receive it in Jesus' mighty name. With our heads bowed and our eyes closed, maybe you're here this morning and you say, Pastor Sally, I'm not right with God. I'm not right with God, but I want to be right with God. I want to give my heart and my life to Christ and begin to live my life again. I was 31 years old myself when I knelt down in my closet, threw my hands in the air and said, God, I'm through running. I give you my heart. I give you my life. That was 26 years ago. And I'm telling you, I never want to live a day without Jesus in my life. So that's you today. This is your spot on the carpet where you say, God, I'm giving you my life. I'm giving you my heart. I'm accepting the free gift of salvation. I'm going to lead you in a real simple prayer. 
Maybe you've, you've walked off from God. And you say, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to come back and go all in. Pushing all my chips in and I'm going all in with God. This is a wonderful day. Heaven throws a party and kicks over tables and chairs. When just one person turns back to Christ. So to lead you to the Spirit, community in your heart, everything's about to change. Just repeat after you say, Father, I confess to you that I am a sinner. I have messed up. Sometimes I'm nervous. And sometimes I'm sure I've just been know. But I'm sorry for my sins. I believe you sent Jesus to die in my place on that cross. And I believe that they buried him in a tomb. And I believe that three days later, you raised him from the dead. Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. Teach me. Guide me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I'm trusting you alone to save me. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, if you just prayed that prayer, it's a wonderful day. You just gave your heart and life to Christ. And listen, nobody gets to sneak into heaven. You've got to let somebody know that you made the decision for Christ today. So your little connection card that you filled out at the beginning of service, if you would, make sure that you fill that out completely. So I've got your phone number on there. I can call you or text you and let you know what you need to do next. On the back, there's a place for you to put a 